0: From a- Carter Subaru Studios. This is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Republicans launch long shot effort to recall one of America's most beloved governors and Batman, the Black Conservative <laughs> Federation. <laughs> defends Trump's remarks about the black community. I don't know why you would or really how you could, but I guess they tried to. And also there's a bunch of leftists who are inciting rebellion against Joe Biden over the war in Gaza. Spy cranes is also a story at local ports, but I just think that everybody should be engaged in a certain amount of espionage, right? It just makes sense.
1: Spy cranes, I'd never heard the the term before. It's like boats
0: that come in from from China. Uh They got a crane on them, a little... Okay, but it's a different kind of crane. So it's a crane, and on top of it, it's got a receiver, and it can like if I'm walking oh. by with my cell phone, it'll scoop up all my data. Wow, right? right. But I think that every nation involved is involved in espionage and we, subterfuge. We are, we certainly and are as Americans. spying, yep. 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 and so I think it's really weird. Like remember the when the hot air balloon was coming over, sure, you with, and you sang that song, "Won't you take a ride on my, my Chinese, Chinese spy balloon?" balloon. Ooh, yeah. Right, exactly. Like, so, everybody was up in arms about it. They say, How could this be the case? How could Joe Biden let this happen? Completely discounting all the agents that we have in China, completely discounting all the satellite spying that we. You know, the only reason that we know that they have internment camps for that Muslim minority group in China is because of. Spy satellites. I don't know if anybody knew that, but that's how we know because we spy on each other. Spy's
1: been a part of governance since time began.
0: Right. So speaking of spying, by the way, Republicans are going to launch a long-shot effort to recall Gavin Newsom again. You might be saying to yourself, I thought this was 2024, not 2021, and you would be correct. The same group is trying to do it again, and the reason that this is going to fail and the reason that we're talking about this is because this is it's not actually a recall effort. It's a fundraising effort. Okay, this is they use it as a mechanism to try to get more fun. They, the reason that they did it in 2021 is because the 2022 midterms were coming up. Okay, and
1: uh, now they're doing uh, it in
0: 2024 because they, they, need are, more cash. they need a little bit of cash. So what's what's the
1: what's their rationale for even saying he should be recalled? budget shortfall. OK, um, which is really? like,
0: yeah, which is like, OK, so California is the fifth largest economy in the world. And if you are from California, much like if you're from the state of Washington, you understand that as an economic powerhouse, the state will fluctuate in the amount of money that yes. it has on hand. Absolutely. And much like how a business does. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty interesting. So they're using this as an example as to why they should recall the man. And for as much as that might get people's blood pumping and for as much as that might work out. For them in terms of the signature gathering, the reason that it won't work is because they were betting in 2021 that the same amount of people who came out and voted for Donald Trump would vote against Gavin Newsom. Uh. Now, six million people in the state of California voted for Donald Trump to Joe Biden's 11 million. And what ended up happening is that when the recall election happened, only two million people came out to vote. To for the, any of the opposition against Gavin Newsom. Okay, and that was an
1: off year, right? That was, was an off
0: year. Yeah, but then eight million came out in favor of uh, Gavin Newsom.
1: So you're going to see the same kind of effect in a, in a main yeah, cycle election year, ex- exactly. Right? So okay.
0: like this is the thing that I find that's kind of obscene about this. They have every right to do it. It's just kind of embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. I guess it's kind of like. You know, when like the opposition team goes up against the Harlem Globetrotters, the Washington Generals. Yeah, that's the one, right. Yeah. And they go up there and the Harlem Globetrotters. Andrew, can you give me the Harlem Globetrotters theme song? You know, when they're throwing the ball around yeah. and they're skipping and hopping, mm-hmm. we all know they're going to lose, right, yeah. in the back of yeah. our minds. But there are some people in the audience who think maybe— <laughs> Rooting for them generals. <laughs> maybe.
1: See Ro- a sad little kid with a general's jersey on? <laughs> <laughs> maybe this time! Right, exactly. Right. You're so, 0 for 395.
0: Right, so hey, man, ex- right. this is basically what oh, the—oh, uh... I didn't know there was talking on this, Andrew. You can kill it. We don't need it. But the yeah, bit that's, still that's very,
1: very dated and a little bit inappropriate, the—, the... The lingo of the old Harlan Globe tribe. Oh, really? Song. Hey, it-
0: man! Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. that with the basketball? But that's basically what Republicans are doing right now. They're basically in the audience as just Spike is making a face like he like just have. lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can <laughs> remember that day. That was a great. That was a great run we had. Well,
1: you're referencing a, a time. A, a time. Yeah, yeah. You're
0: referencing the racism in the time. Now Thank I have you. to console Spike for the next twenty. No, minutes. I've
1: moved. You've saved Spike. my soul. I'm Listen,
0: good. we have we have ironclad contracts. Thank you. For Don't the ever say that. For, man, the next, for the next three years, okay. but you and me. And so, you know, it's, sometimes people make mistakes on air, which is uh, what happens. Thanks, buddy. But thankfully, you have me, and I'll go into Brian's office after the show, and I'll say, well, Brian, the reason that Spike made that off-color joke mm-hmm. made that reference was simply to illuminate the fact that times have changed and it was you simply editorializing right. yes. Thank you. for the sake of the content of the show and the betterment for the station and the cluster as a whole, dare nice. I say. Nice. And Brian will take off his Oakley sunglasses and he'll look at me with tears in his eyes and he'll say, gosh darn it Jack, I was just about to put Spike's contract through the shredder and you convince me not to do it. And thank, you,
1: thank you, my friend. Yeah,
0: no worries, Spike. I do it for you. And I'll be collecting my 10% yearly for keeping your job. That a boy, Right. So it's going to fail. Everybody knows it. And, uh, you know, for as much flack as Governor Gavin Newsom gets, some of it deserved, mm-hmm. most of it not so much. But as for as much flack as he gets, he does have a lot of sway in the fifth largest economy in the world. And the crazy thing about it is under his tenure, it has not gone away as the fifth largest economy in the world. So I think that we should all celebrate that and recognize that when people say California is dying or Washington is dying or whatever it is, they are factually incorrect. These are states that are actually growing both financially, economically, and by every metric possible, you see that these states are actually doing very well. Now, that's not to say that there's not inconsistencies. Yeah, there's there's trouble. There's poverty. There's Mm -hmm. lots of issues. But let's not play this game that something is quote-unquote dying. It's kind of an old meme Kind of boring as yeah, well because it it's is. not. It's kind of a simplistic way of talking about very complex issues. Speaking of, by the way, former President Donald Trump, a bunch of Black Conservative Federation members came out defending Trump's remarks about the Black community. Laura, do we have audio as to what they said about this? So, so what happened? My understanding is that Trump goes to give a talk, yeah, and he makes a an, a fairly Awful joke.
1: Well, he he had a series of comments that I thought to be just jaw dropping.
0: Right, they were pretty rough. It yeah. was kind of like when Grandpa has a little bit too much wine during Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. starts saying how he really feels about the Dutch. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I do. Then you start going, Grandpa, uh, it's two thousand. It's twenty. What? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> they wear wooden shoes. What do you want me to do about it? Okay, can we play what he said? And I got indicted a second time, and a third time, and a fourth time and a lot of people said that that's why the
1: black people like me because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against and they
0: actually viewed me as I'm being discriminated against it's, it's been pretty amazing so what's worse the
1: statement of the clapping
0: both are pretty bad and yeah. so what the if we look at the rhetorical spectrum that he's using he's saying that he was able to win over more black people because he was unfairly incarcerated and then we could draw from that that somehow black people have an affinity for people who have been incarcerated or have some kind of sympathy for people who have been incarcerated. Or they can, or they can relate to the feeling of being...
2: Yeah, we do have one more, too.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah. Black conservatives understand better than most that some of the greatest evils in our nation's history have come from corrupt systems that try to target and subjugate others to deny them their freedom and to deny them their rights. You understand that? I think that's why the black people are so much on my side now because they
1: see what's happening to me happens to them. So
0: let's talk about systemic racism and And how it's affected Donald Trump. And how it's affected Donald Trump. So (laughs) Donald Trump just made the same argument that Kimberly Crenshaw made when she wrote her essay on systemic racism. Kimberly, Kimberly, excuse me, Dr. Crenshaw wrote extensively about the intersectionality of what it means to be black and a woman Mm -hmm. and also how the systems that cascade from that can lead to discrimination that may not be so apparent. Donald Trump just made the same argument that everybody has been making fun of Dr. Crenshaw for for about the past, oh, I don't know, 20 some odd years. So is Donald Trump woke now? That's pretty woke to 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 use Kimberly Crenshaw's argument, Dr. Crenshaw, I should say, yeah,
1: so that's yeah well, I never thought I'd called former president Trump woke. he's pretty woke on that, one. Woke on that one but
0: then this, the other part of that is that what malignant narcissists do is they take somebody else's pain and suffering and they attribute it to themselves because they want mm-hmm. to soak up as much of that uh, as they can for themselves
1: right the the, the victimhood. The victimhood. The, 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 the sympathy. The, right. 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 So
0: what happens all too often with malignant narcissists, you may have this in your own life, is you go to them and like, Spike, Spike it would be like if I came to you and I said, Spike, I tried to get my guitar today from UPS. Mm. And today I went there down to my apartment and mm-hmm. I waited in front of my apartment for 25 whole minutes when they told me that it was going to be delivered. And the delivery driver for UPS Drove right past my building, meaning I'll have to go through another several days without the guitar that I'm contractually owed to receive within a seven day time period because UPS is a garbage company. Not the people, not the people, not the drivers, the company as a whole. Trash. Drivers are good people. I know know one personally, he emails the show, he's a listener. His name is Ian. He's a cool guy. Love the drivers. Company, garbage, trash. A malignant narcissist would say, "Oh yeah, no, I had the same experience." That's
1: nothing, Jack. I was in line at, at Burger King, and this guy <laughs> ate cars up. Ordered a kale salad. <laughs> I sat there for thirty five minutes while they went out and got kale right. for this guy. Right. This is the same thing the former president did last week when he said he's been navalny Yeah. Right by, yeah, by yeah. the Justice Department coming after him, yeah. he can completely. It's the same thing they're doing to me. How, yeah, yeah. How, well, how did the how did the black conservative federation? Yeah, what did they
0: say, Laura? I don't think they were offensive. I don't think they were racist. I think they were reality. You have rappers like Chief Keefe who posted it on his story and said, Ugh. hey, Trump is good in the hood. You had rappers like Meek Mill saying, hey, Trump graduated to the streets. Um, you had rappers go as far as getting his mugshot tattooed on them. I that is so sad to hear. That is so the way that that guy has to roll over. You know what I mean? That is so sad to be like, well, Chief Keefe, Chief Keefe said, you know, the drill rapper that nobody talks about anymore from like 14 years ago, nor, you know, Chief Keefe. Good in the hood. You ever listen to Chief Keefe? Oh, block. Okay, right. So if you have to reference Meek Mill and Chief Keefe as luminaries of your community. That's a huge problem. That's
1: like having Ted Nugent and Kid Rock show up at your rally.
0: Right. No, that's, the voice
1: of rock and roll for
0: Trump. Uh, Chief Keefe is functionally illiterate. And, uh, As
1: is Ted Nugent and Kid <laughs> Rock. No, no, Ted Nugent's a brilliant man, brilliant man. Right. And Kid Rock's got thrown away more money than I'll ever see. So
0: that is that is him. There is a section of the commentariat that knows that Trump they cannot criticize Donald Trump for anything that he says. And right. so they will literally bend reality. Candace Owens is the best example of this. Bend reality to make it so that the things that Donald Trump says are not actually offensive or actually damaging or harmful. Mm. Quick example. Candace Owens is the biggest anti-vaxxer at the Daily Wire. She's a firmly anti vaxx Can't stand vaccines. Didn't vaccinate any of her lovely children, so she says. I don't believe her, but that's what she says. So when she was interviewing Donald Trump, she tried to push him on the vaccines. Oh, you know that people are getting injured by the vaccines. You know that the vaccines don't actually work. Now, Donald Trump, to this day maintains that Operation Warp Speed and the rollout of the vaccines was his greatest legislative accomplishment.
1: I'd probably agree with him on that.
0: And he pushed back against Candace Owens, and he was saying, nope, I think they're great. I think they're fine. Some people get injured. Saved lives. Saved a lot of lives. I'm really quite proud of it. Really quite proud of what the United States government... And Candace Owens had to bite her tongue because she can't say that that... Now, she believes that the vaccine is a bioweapon designed to kill people, but she can't say it to Donald Trump, which is an ultimate sign of cowardice when you cannot say... To the person that is the, in the position of power, when you cannot say this is how I actually feel about it, that's sad. I feel bla- bad for the Black Conservative Federation. That's pretty. That's pretty rough, right, Laura? To hear somebody because they're bad comments. They're they're really awful. Yeah.
2: This this was like another defense yeah. from um uh, Representative uh, Byron Donalds from Florida. Okay. I
0: think it's important for people to understand.
1: President Trump gave a one and a half hour speech that night. Everybody's bringing up the one sentence that he made.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Listen, I did a three-hour radio show. I made one ethnic accent, Brian. I did one ethnically-based accent. Is it really that bad? This is Spike checking his phone as I made a joke. I'm making making sure I'm up and having been fired. (laughs) What joke did I just deliver, Spike?
1: Uh, I don't. Sorry, I missed it. God,
0: Spike, I'm that sorry. was a great joke, and you sorry. pulled out your phone. Why would you do that to me? It was buzzing. Right, I, want, uh, I was
1: trying to make sure it wasn't like live you. on
0: air, and I just did it. I just did an absolute bang. Laura, was that not a banger of a joke? That was that an I, excellent joke. Was, 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 you know what it
2: was? was it? it was a callback.
0: Yeah. Can you do me a favor? Can we? Can we have can we re- replay that for Spike later on in the show so Spike knows? I feel it? terrible. That was an A plus joke that That's I well, just I'd, dropped. I'm so sorry, and I'm now heartbroken. And now when I go into Brian's office, I'm going to say fire that. Sorry. So there's the members of the Democratic Party in Michigan that are forming a rebellion against Joe Biden. Basically, they say we're not going to vote for you you,
1: in this primary
0: in this primary. And and
1: I think this this is democracy at work. I I like what they're doing here.
0: Right. Because this
1: is a community of Muslims in uh, Michigan, which has a very prominent Muslim community. Um, and they could be the difference in a very tight flipping, or uh, uh, you know, a battleground state. Right. They're saying with the way the former, pre- the way former, I keep doing that, the way President Biden. It can be is former handling, president. Could if be we at even any, any time now.
0: If we even know it's Biden, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the guy playing
1: Biden, the way he's handling the the Gaza crisis. Yeah. They uh, it could cost him of their vote, and they want to let him know this primary, vote for like none of the above in the Michigan primary, which is today. They're going to send them. They're trying to send a message to President Biden.
0: I have a sneaking feeling, though, that these people aren't they're not really Democrat. They're voting Democrats as a as a as a matter of convenience. Because why do you say that? Well, because Islam as a religion, the tenets of Islam fall in line with socialist ideology. And so kind of in political theory circles. We you would t- we talk about Islam as kind of being the last bastion of, of true leftism in, in the United States, okay. the true implementation of leftism. Okay. Or not in the United States, in the world, because of the intersection between the religious ideology and then the the, the aspects of government. You know what I mean? Like I do. They're inseparable I, yeah, yeah. from each other. And so my sneaking suspicion is that you basically have a bunch of socialists or like, you know, DSA members right. who are saying we're not voting for Joe Biden because he's really... He's backing Israel. He's backing, he's backing Israel. Not, yeah, yeah, but in is, actuality, yeah. they're just socialists, right? They uh-huh. don't actually speak for the, the Democrats writ large. No, no, no. Although, they're they're,
1: they're hoping for maybe 10,000 people to write this in. Yeah, to move the needle and make a statement to President but Biden. Also, he's he, got to be respectful of their position.
0: Uh, yeah, but they're not... This is the other sad part about it, though, is that they're not paying attention to all the humanitarian aid that's gone over for the people who've tried to flee that right. region of the world.
1: It's a, it's a difficult system to, or, or yeah, a situation yeah, to, to understand Navigate.
0: Right, and yeah. I mean you're also dealing with the fact that when people say like, "Hey, stop the war in Gaza," what they're basically saying is, "Will you capitulate to the demands of terrorists?" So you know it's a lot of really difficult kind of geopolitical navigating. But I suppose that's just the way it goes when you want to get stuff done, right?
1: Use leverage while you have it.
0: Right, no exactly. point in trying it if you don't. Well, all right. We'll take a really quick break. When we get back, Spike, what do we got coming up, my friend? I think well, we I'm going uh... to finish
1: my apology to you. I'll get your <laughs> shoes shine. Pick up your dry clothes. Oh, that's
0: right. So earlier when we were talking about spy cranes and we were talking about the- The, the, the gathering of information from, from- From the harbor. Right. I thought to myself, I read an article recently or I found it stumbled across a website in which it's a service where people can actually download material onto their phone to try to scrape the data from their spouse. And then you got into an argument with Laura about whether or not parents should be able to have access to, to this to technology. have a
1: ghost every stroke your kid makes it, on his phone.
0: Right, okay. exactly. It's, that was poorly worded. Well, I mean, it's, it works nonetheless. Okay. So we're going to talk about this kind of a deep, philosophic question. Do you have the right? To look at your spouse's phone, to look at your kid's phone? Is that something that you want to do? Is that bad boundaries? When you say, Give me your phone, I want to see what you got on it. Didn't your dog walker kid run into a heap of trouble? We
1: can talk about that.
0: I don't know what my
1: neighbor's son did, but he lost his, at at 15, lost his phone for six months. And they gave him,
2: we got a post on Twitter the phone they gave him
1: instead uh, to use. Cause yeah, cause he's got, so he's got the help by falling down
0: phone. All right, we're going to post the picture of the of the phone that they gave this 15-year-old kid because it is hilarious, and we'll talk about it when we get back right after this.
1: Cringe. Can you come look at my Pokemon cards? Or
2: based.
1: It was like a Stave Puff Marshmallow Man meets Pikachu.
0: Uh, cringe or base is a fun segment we like to play every day. One thirty-three. Aaron Granillo, right on the money with that timing, my friend. Try to determine if a cultural event is cringe, meaning, Ugh, or based meaning. Ah, so uh, we got into a nice conversation today in the pre-show meeting because we were trying to show Nora what how we kind of warm up for the show, which mm-hmm. is basically we take a, a, a board, like a cork board, mm-hmm. we put three by five cards all over it with different topics, and then we all close our eyes and we throw a dart at it. <laughs> whatever it. Whatever it hits, we then talk about that thing. So Nora, her dart landed on, should you spy on your wife or your husband if mm-hmm. you had the technology to do so? And so then we got into this conversation of, well, uh, in some cases, is it permissible to have a key logger installed on your child's phone? And then we, I, I brought it up out of nowhere. I go, well, mm-hmm. there's actually this software that you can install on somebody's phone right, where it's right. it's it's very not cool. But you can basically scrape all the data off of their phone. Now, I'm not going to mention the name of the company because I think it's unethical. And I okay. also think that this company is actually scraping data from you as well, if that makes sense. Sure. Oh, so yeah. you install you this key reader and this GPS tracker, and then all of a sudden, I think that this company now has access to all of your information. You bet. The well. glass looks both ways. Exactly. Yep. So let us do a round table, table shall we? Spike. Children spy on their phones. The truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill. All you're going to find on Mrs. O'Neill's phone is a bunch of Amazon receipts, my friend. You know what I'm talking about. No, she's
1: also she's big on the murder, the the real crime murder shows. I think she's taking notes on how to get away with offing me, but that's a story for another show. (laughs) Um. So here's the thing. With spouses, it's I have a different theory than children. Okay. Okay. With spouses, I think if you can't trust your spouse, that's that's the that's the the root problem here. Not whether or not your spouse is being dishonest, devious, Mm, deceiving you. Um, You know, and infidelity of the mind is infidelity, I think. Whoops. Uh, You know, you follow me? (laughs) You follow me? Whoops. No. Whoops. I, infidelity of the mind. Yeah, is, if, if you're, if you're, if you you're mean having,
2: like emotional cheating, right? Yeah,
1: if you're having, an, if you're having an, an emotional an, affair, if you're having a text no. affair with somebody but never got near this that's person, you're still that's cheating. That's different. That's
0: different. That's can, different. Well, no, really, infidelity of the mind is it stays in my mind. Well, infidelity. but, but uh, well, acting upon it
1: to that's, have a that's verbal, not of the mind. Okay, well, well, but fantasies. I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: okay, I misspoke. I'll even say, I'll even say this. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody getting flirted with at wherever. Okay. Right? Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. It makes it's people healthy. feel good mm-hmm. to feel, tr- a tr- I don't think there's anything wrong. Now, what I do it personally. No, but I don't think that if my, if, I don't know if my ex-wife had come to me and she said, Oh, some guy was flirting with me at the gym. I go, Oh, good for you. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah it doesn't make any know. difference yeah. to me. Well, that's because they
1: came and said something. I guess the seating is cheating. That's a better way to phrase what okay, I was trying to say. Okay, uh, with kids it's not just a right to look at your kids phone. Well, I think you have an obligation to mm,
0: smile on your kids okay I really
1: do and I know Laura you do this is where we got into a little well, we got into a very um, respectful and, and spirited disagreement is that fair to that's say
2: that's fair to say yeah uh,
1: uh, Laura what, would you go
0: would you go on uh, Alejandro Castillo's phone no. I know that he doesn't he has a flip phone because he's from Spain uh, <laughs> he doesn't believe in whats he WhatsApps me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But does he, you would never go on Fernando's phone? Okay. I have his
2: passcode.
0: Okay, that's good. Yeah. But you would never. But
2: I've, I've never used it.
0: Okay, because he is so dreamy with his. Other
2: than like if he's driving and I put music yeah. on.
0: With his jet black hair and his. Just blowing in the wind. Blowing in the wind. That's Truly it's... a. Mo- have you met Fernando, by the way? Have you met his uh, Castillo? Oh, okay. I've
2: not been so lucky yet. Yeah,
0: he is true. This is him playing guitar. This is me recording him <laughs> playing crazy. guitar. Just you on your iPhone. On just, my iPhone the in a bathroom. quality is Right, insane. it's truly amazing. And
1: Jack had used their restroom and he sat outside the door <laughs> yes. for Jack's enjoyment and comfort.
0: Yeah. yeah wow. It's just a, true story. a the man's a gift. So, wow. Nora, would you, would you ever look at your significant other's phone? Never. Okay. I mean, same kind of situation, just putting music on. But. So with your boyfriend, if your boyfriend, if 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 you had any sneaking suspicion, or your girlfriend, I don't know, we're all equal opportunity <laughs> sure, employers yeah, here. Sure, but if your significant other, they you and you thought that they were cheating on you, you would never go through their phone, open it, beep boop beep boop, look through it. No. Okay. I, Very based Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my issue with this with kids is basically like this. Okay. One, I don't think that kids under the age of 16 should even have a phone. I said it. I think it's bad for their so- psychosocial mm-hmm. development. Sure. I think that for the first 16 years of a child's life, we need to raise them basically as like in the woods, as Walt Whitman as you possibly can and then slowly integrate them into the world of technology. Oh, fair. But then again, I'm kind of like hippy-dippy like that. Uh, yeah,
1: I, w- I wish the whole world could provide that kind of a cocooned environment for a kid, but yeah. these days it's not the reality we live in.
0: Well, so there's a couple other people who chimed in on this. So uh, James texted in. He said, phone tracking software, spouse, no child, yes. You are raising your child. You can't raise them if you can't verify that they are making good choices on the phone. Trust but verify. To quote the 37th greatest president ever. Yeah. Trust
1: but verify. <laughs>
0: 206 says, the problem with taking phones away is these kids are smart. They save old phones and give them to friends who don't have or get them taken away. They don't have cell plans active but use Wi-Fi and apps to communicate. Now, Spike, your dog-walking
1: Let's not give too much information. Right. Because a lot of neighbors might listen to the show. I'm not going to
0: give any names Fair enough. Uh, Thank
1: you. I appreciate that. Our neighbor's child, uh, I was was told by their parent that uh, they no longer have access to their phone. So when we need to contact them, contact through the parents. And we've been paying them through a, a, a money app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have to pay the parents now because the kid lost not just his phone, but his bank account access. Oh wow!
0: I don't know what kind of trouble they, this young. And the phone that they gave him to replace the smartphone yeah. was what
1: the the number one phone of people over eighty. It's one of those uh, jitterbug things or June whatever you call them. They're they're brightly colored. You can't lose them, and they have like five buttons on them. They call nine one one.
0: And the and the and yarn the, and the yarn shop. <laughs> I think that's it. It's the ladybug. Yeah. And it has it has one, two, three, four buttons on right. it. Right. Call home. You can call home, you can call nine one one. That's all you can Pretty do. Pretty much.
1: It. And, and so he's not out of communication, but he has he done lost his LA privileges to quote the great.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so this was a prop that was created for Diary of a Wimpy Kid and then a company picked it up and now this, they actually made it from the movie, (laughs) right? Right? That's pretty funny. So Laura, why, why do you think parents shouldn't look at
1: their kids' phones?
2: Okay. So kids versus teens, I think is a different conversation. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I grew up in that like kind of in in between phase where phones were sort of like coming on the market. Right. Uh, so it, it wasn't, like, I wasn't asking my parents for a phone when I was eight, which is the reality now.
1: Right, Um
2: yes. But I think when you're in high school, you are transitioning into becoming an adult. And I think if you are, as a parent, intensely— and We were talking on Friday about keystroke monitoring and, mm-hmm. and, like, spyware. Right. Um, I think there's degrees. And I think if you send a kid from that level of— of monitoring into the world at 18 with no monitoring. That's a very abrupt transition and there has to be some degree of trust and uh, uh, you, a trial you know, and error. Kids yeah. got
0: to like learn to my fall system, down. I feel like my system is easier. So just bar them from any technology until they're sixteen. And I'm up. keeping my kids in a glass box. Okay. Where <laughs> All right. I, I, it's like kind of like how they treat like burn victims, where you have to put the gloves through the through the glass box. Mm, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, I do. I know. That's yeah. what, so my kids are going to be raised, and it's it's going to be you know latex
1: it, contact l- l- little one. exclusively,
0: yeah. right? And then what we'll do is that when when they want to know about the outside world, I'll tell them that there are dragons and they can't go outside <laughs> because the world has been taken over by dragons.
1: Yeah, by that time, it'd probably be true.
0: And also that they have an allergy to dragons. So if they come near a dragon or are in the contrail of or a dragon. somebody else
1: who's been playing with
2: a dragon. So it's Rapunzel rules. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly, <laughs> gotcha. for my children.
1: You know, I've told the story of my sister who had to literally, because their kid was lying to them. And Put had, them in a box? No, had to, had to monitor every, every stroke on their phone.
2: But if you monitor like that, your kids will feel like they have to. To lie to you yeah. to do anything, I think it creates this no, I, I hear really I, I, antagonistic I, what, what, relationship. I'll really That's quick, my argument.
0: Let's tell you a really quick story. Friend of mine has a is the friend that had the kids when they were really really young? Yes, yes, yes. Um, his sixteen year old they decided to take off her door because they didn't trust her. I've repot a bedroom door it, in my days. Right, but th- it lasted about three days before they as parents realized how cruel they were being, and then they asked her to help them put it back up, and they apologized to right. her. Because they nice. thought, well, they, we have to have some boundaries here. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, my kid apologized to me, and I helped put the door back on. All right, we'll take a really quick break. When we get back, no stupid questions. 888-973-5476. You can ask us any question that you like. Hey, why aren't you guys talking about this news story? Why aren't you guys talking about this? Well, what about this thing, you guys? And we shall answer it to the best of our ability. Maybe we missed something in the news that you want to hear. Now's your opportunity, 888-973-5476. That's the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. There are no stupid questions. Only stupid answers. Ah, yes, no stupid questions. My favorite segment of the show, where Laura intentionally tries to make me mad by people, putting people on who disagree with me. And then right, Spike? Intentionally tries to get me all fired up. She does like to see you excited. Laura loves to just give me the questions that just make me so mad. And here's the thing that I'm trying, I'm really trying to be a better person, despite Mm -hmm. my better judgment. And I'm really, <laughs> I'm really trying <laughs> that's a, that's a conundrum. to be kinder to people. Yeah, and are. so yeah, it's a are. real uh, practice. So uh, 253 says, I would like to hear Jack's take on the situation in El Salvador with the mass incarceration of gang members and stripping of the civil rights of some violent offenders in the campaign of trying to make it a safer place. They were once the murder capital of the world. It seems that people love their president. Yeah, he was just reelected. He's a mm-hmm. young guy. Now, if you, they, they built a supermax prison. Well, it's something like 90,000 prisoners. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the conditions in that prison, those human beings are treated like animals. Right. It's they, a hell. It's it, a hellscape. It, it's a hellscape. Yeah. So when people say like, okay, well, they were once the mur- murder capital of the world, and now that seems to people that they love their president— at the expense of torturing, maiming, disfiguring, and destroying the lives of tens of thousands of people. Right.
1: They've, they've and, and maybe some of those people deserve to be thrown sure. away maybe, in the garbage. Maybe. But not everybody incarcerated in El Salvador deserves to have their life just as gone.
0: Right. So I understand. And I watched the president's reelection campaign and I watched his speech. He was wearing a, wearing a very nice beige cardigan. He wasn't wearing a suit. He was just wearing a regular cardigan. And mm-hmm. he's up there and he's saying, look at all I have given you, right? Look at all the amazing things that I have given. You. Right, I love my civil rights more than I love having a safe community. Does that make sense? You cannot take away my if if we wanted to live in a quote unquote safe community, and you want to throw away your civil rights, okay? okay I would rather have my freedoms than have what they have in El Salvador, where if you are just suspected of being affiliated in any way, shape, or form with a gang. Guess where you're going? Supermax, baby!
1: Wasn't it the Philippines? where the was it, was it Duarte in the Philippines? Duarte in the Philippines. If you are dealing drugs, you die. It's capital punishment. Right. And, it's, and, and that's... so. And I understand, I just,
0: really quick, I want to point out one more thing. It is unbelievably expensive for the people of El Salvador. So when people say, like, oh, yeah, isn't this so great? Why don't you look at the loans that El Salvador had to take out as a country in order to pay for all of that, which will now will be delayed for about a decade... But just look at the economic fallout that will happen as soon as those interest rates start racking up. They're going to run into a... um a Peru problem. They're going to run into a Chile problem. Yeah. They're, it is going to be a nightmare for that country. All because we wanted safer streets now and the guy can go up there in a nice cardigan sweater and talk about his uh, you know, his efficacy. And the president. people love him. And the people yeah, love yeah. him. So, uh, do, 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 Chris from Sumner, Jack, type into AI write a song, write me a song about anything you can come up with. Why? Why would I do that, Laura? Why would I type it into AI? I don't want it.
2: I don't know why you're asking me. Ask Chris, right.
0: but it's not a question. It's just he's like ordering me to do something.
1: Well, I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to tell us some of the benefits of AI. You, you, you want to be in a world without AI? Yes. My my fear of AI is it's coming whether we want it or not. How do we
0: make sure it stays a tool and not become something we can't control? Speaking of Texas Freight says Jack, why do you want the world to be like Walt Whitman? Because. Human beings, our hardware is designed for that world. Our software is designed for that world. And unfortunately, we've taken it way too far. Right. And so the, 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 a lot of the maladies or issues that we see, physical, psychological, all stem from modernity in our inability to cope with it. Why is it that we see so, the rise in obesity why is it that we see the rise in immobility? Why is it that we see the rise in suffering? We're supposed to. We're, I got AC, man. I got AC. I got central air. I got central air. Right. Four hundred channels. I, I got a microwave a I got yep. a comfort comfortable couch. Why would Vietnam. I move? Why Why would I ever? Right. There's a. There was something about the the our ability to be in touch with nature and in tune with nature. Why do I go to Hawaii? There's basically nobody there. I can go wherever I pretty much wherever I want to go. And there's a, a vibe, there's a flow to the energy of the land, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not, in most places, it's not overly developed. And there's a certain kind of, you get attuned to the cycle in which you are placed. Okay, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that here. It is impossible to do so. There's
1: too much going on moving too fast.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have this very romantic idea about being away from the the chaos and the death and the suffering that we have in major metropolitan areas. Largely because I want to raise children in an environment where they can find themselves, as opposed to be immersed into this what we call modernity, but what I would actually call a cage or a jail that we've constructed for ourselves.
1: I heard something once. Um, let me know if you think this is inaccurate. It says as a as a species we've evolved 0.001 percent over the last hundred years from where we were ten thousand. Sure. Yeah. 000, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And technology, we've we've uh, we've progressed ten
0: thousand times. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So we're not as spe- a species equipped to deal with or handle or or accept the technology at our fingertips.
0: Well, think about it like this: like I, I was visiting with a friend of mine uh, in Santa Cruz over the weekend, and I noticed that he spent a lot of time playing video games, a ton of it, mm-hmm. right? And this is a young man; he's in his late twenties, and he's devoting. F- an unbelievable amount of time. Really? Multiple hours a day? A, 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 probably like eight or nine hours wow. a day to video games. When I was 28, I was getting off of drugs, but I had also uh, was just finishing up. Well, no, no I know. I'm going to get sober. 28, 27. I had gotten off of drugs. I had gotten back into college. I was mer- working my way into my career. Okay. Video games are the furthest thing from my mind. Right. I guess what I'm saying is, is that we have all these fun, convenient distractions around us and people wonder why they lack self-knowledge or knowledge of others or why they have an right. inconsistent moral code. It's all because of these fun little trappings that we've developed for ourselves because we're basically monkey people who are bored. We'll take a really quick break. When we get back, John Curley coming on. It's not boring, Mr. Curley. Black Conservative Federation defends Trump's remarks about the black community. I want to hear what, what uh, John Curley has to say yeah, about nice this. To hear this. I flew first class. John mocked me for it because he sits in 1A and I was sitting in 4A and for some reason that makes me a lesser human being and also activists want to save the wedgewood cedar and it could uh, could potentially see if john curley's willing to chain himself to any ideology out there wow just great, great I, I just want to ask the guy yeah. hey man would you ever chain yourself to something that you love like a mcdonald's drive through we'll take a really quick break we'll be right back right after this